0: Hello and welcome back to The Footballing Question. You join us on, well, just after the opening weekend of the 2021-22 Premier League season. I'm joined by Isaac and Jordan. Uh, So, yeah, um, a lot of interesting results over the weekend. Um, We'll start with Brentford Arsenal and Isaac, I'll go to you first.
1: Well, I mean, the worst thing about this game is I feel a lot of us could see it happening like as soon as we drew as soon as we got them as first fixture I thought oh we'll probably lose this 1-0 or 2 nil or something we'll probably lose to uh, you know a team which has their fans back and has their first game in the Premier League they'll put up a fight and we won't and that's exactly what happened I mean I think there are one or two positives to take from the game from an Arsenal standpoint I thought Emil Smith-Rowe looked quite good but the issue was he didn't really have that much help um I don't want to have a go at Balogun because at the end of the day, a player shouldn't be making their Premier League debut debut starting in the first game of the season. Realistically, you should ease them in, not just chuck them in at the deep end. And we've chucked, we, we had too much responsibility on him, and that, that's not his fault. Um, Saka did as much as he could. I thought Pepe was. Um, a bit poor But at the end of the day I, don't, I think he does a lot better On the left wing As he did last season Than he does on the right Because he's a bit too predictable And Brentford found that Easy to defend against I thought defensively We were absolutely abysmal Compared to last season Last season Defensively We were okay We were a bit more rigid But Against a side where we knew They'd probably cross the ball in And you know Be a bit more physical We We acted like we didn't even know that like I'm sorry but you have an entire with your first game of the season I think it's more critical than anything else because you know you're going to play them for a long time you have a lot of time to practice and train for this team and we weren't ready at all um Aubameyang and Lacazette people will say oh maybe them missing is a big big uh, miss but after watching them throughout pre-season I can tell you I was excited when I found out they were missing and I thought oh maybe Balogun will get a chance but um I thought Martinelli, I think it was a massive mistake to start him. He's only been back a week. He hasn't had any pre-season with Arsenal. Starting him was a massive, massive mistake as he just didn't look ready. Saka should have started in my opinion. I think the performance on a whole was poor. I thought Shaka was okay. He did what he could. I thought Sambi Lakonga looked decent. But the defence was absolutely appalling. Tierney looked like Tierney in that he kept getting past their full-back and crossing it in. But the issue is, we had no, we have no natural finishers at this club at the moment. Who, you know, make a run, you know, at the near post to get to get a touch. It, Tierney was crossing it, and there was no one there half the time. Um, ben White had an absolutely awful debut. I mean, they showed the stats before the game. Uh, Ariel Jules won last season, and he was below every single Arsenal centre back last season. So yeah, Rob Holding might have dealt with it a bit better. I mean, the second goal, people will say it's like Stoke. They're throwing. I wouldn't because, you know, Stoke get a clean header. We let it bounce in our own box. And if you let the ball bounce, you shouldn't be allowed to play in the EFL, let alone the Premier League. Um, I think it's absolutely abysmal. Um, a lot of people are calling for Arteta's head. As much as it makes sense, Arteta is, you know, not the best manager. Arteta, what I uh, look, I'll try to explain this to Jordan. If we suck Arteta, which makes sense, what happens? We bring in someone, and in two years, I I tell you we will be in the exact same scenario if we get rid if we push and protest the only thing that's going to change this club is Kronke leaving because with a new owner like Daniel Eck, suddenly the board has pressure on them suddenly the uh, suddenly Edu has pressure on him and suddenly will actually have some ambition because when you have an owner without ambition you have a board without ambition meaning they will appoint a manager which is not an ambitious appointment. You know? They went from we were struggling and we went for an inexperienced manager. What does that tell you about our board? They went for the cheap option. That's what that's what that tells you all about them. And they promised us this year they'll talk to fans and they'll invest. So far we've not had too much investment compared to recent years and they haven't said a word. And the thing that I find most appalling recently, and it's really disrespectful, is that over the years they haven't really communicated to us. They've lied to fans about what's going on in the club. And they told us Aubameyang, and Lacazette are ill. And as Arsenal fans, we aren't going to believe that because we heard that about Özil for three years. So we know he's not ill. And the worst part is they're doing a filming a documentary. So we're going to find out in a year. Just be honest to your fans. And that's the real annoying part because like we like the hours, a few hours before that news came out, Aubameyang was in the reports from Metro saying he was um, on the transfer list. And then two hours later, he's ill. So yeah. Rubbish But Brentford were good I Tony looked good. Um good uh, Big up Brentford Their fans were lovely I really liked that moment With the manager And the little kid On the sidelines That was lovely And I'm, I'm really happy For Brentford Because I like them And I've wanted them To come up for ages Because you know They're a club Which hasn't been In the top flight for years And they deserve it But Arsenal Yeah I mean Same old same old I mean Jamie Carragher said it Same old same old Arsenal Weak Pathetic Defensively vulnerable <coughs> it it's boys against men so yeah i'm stopping there
2: mm-hmm.
0: perfectly put isaac to be fair that was that was the most perfect rant one of the most perfect yeah I've
2: ever heard that that line about the documentary at the end i was trying so hard not to laugh Well, no, but i but like so i've got a point they're filming it they might as well tell us bang. before yeah, we yeah. find
1: out in july like or august whenever it comes out it's ridiculous
2: like i want generally oh. Like you, you had more of the ball. You had more shots and everything, but that doesn't really mean no. anything if you're not putting away the chances. No. And you weren't good enough. You weren't good enough. No. And I, mm. I, you referenced our conversation um, earlier in the week, Isaac. Um, obviously, about the owners and whatever. Um, I'm still confident Arteta's is going to get the sack, and I still, yeah. I'm still confident that's that's probably the right decision. In fact, I'm so I, I want to. I am just so, like, oblivious, I guess, to why, is oblivious the word, as to why he is still there, right now, and I understand 100% why everyone is calling for his head, and I said it in the last episode, he'll be gone by Christmas, I'm so certain of that, even now, like, after this game, even more certain of it, but, obviously the manager isn't entirely entirely to blame but you weren't good enough and that's it it,
0: it might it might be strange to say but coming from another Arsenal standpoint i i completely agree with isaac to be honest Um, I am still backing Arteta, yes he has not performed well okay he really needs to sort his game out really desperately but you know the things we've heard I'm still believing in him I still think if we give him time if we put him under a right owner and you know a boardroom that isn't so fixated on making sure we get the cheap options and just performing actually horrendously in the transfer market uh, I'm I'm completely behind him still Um, but Yeah, he he did uh, uh, have an awful game against Brentford. Um, I think a lot of the decisions (coughs) he made, he could have done better, Um, but at the end of the day, we could get rid of Arteta, and I agree with you again, Isaac, Um, two years' time, we'll be in the same position. We really need to make a massive change that's really going to affect the club, and it's all nice, everyone on Instagram going, oh, who says no, Antonio Conte to (laughs) Arsenal? Who says no? But, it's never ever gonna happen. We're gonna get rid of Arteta. We're gonna get in another mediocre manager, and we're just—it's gonna be the same thing over and over again. And before you know it, we're a glorified Everton. I mean, we already are, but we are gonna be permanently a glorified Everton. Okay. Anyway, back to the game. Yeah, <coughs> Balogun. Yeah. Okay. He's 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 great for prospects. Um, I was excited to see him get uh get his debut along along with I was excited to see Martinelli playing as well. Um but Balogun was on his own up front. Um obviously as the he has his rest of, the, rest of the attack supporting him, but on his own up front at the end of the day. Um uh, against a back three and a quite an experienced back three as well. I think uh Pontus Jansen was just, just at wipe the floor with him. You know, he really didn't let him sit have any chances. Uh yeah. He just wasn't ready for a game like that. It screamed an Arsenal loss really from the start, <coughs> away from home amazing atmosphere to be fair to Brentford but we had absolutely no chance uh, to finish, I'd just like to say Samuel Conger was brilliant Well, I mean, not brilliant <laughs> you know, he's, he's not going to be uh, at, the, at the moment he's not going to um, he's not going to be carrying us to, to victories but he was definitely one of the stand-up performers, him and Smith Rowe was actually nice to see um, actually I'm not finished there I'm worried about Ben White as well um yeah i uh i was talking to my friends after and this has completely come to the, from them uh, to be fair um but uh they were saying that like he's playing in a back four does it really suit ben white because he's the type of defender to progress the ball and move forward and who's there who's there waiting to defend with ben white it's pablo mari i mean you know, he he's not done too bad for Arsenal but he's not really a stand up defender that's gonna gonna protect us when Ben White's pushing forward. Uh and considering Ben White played in the back three with Brighton last year, I'm just a bit uh, wary to be honest. because uh, you know, he's he's a nice name to have on the team sheet, but I'm just a bit worried. Um so yeah, that was Arsenal Benford. you got anything more to add adds?
2: No, nothing from me.
0: Right. Okay, thank God we can move on from that. <laughs> so, Jordan, I'm gonna come <laughs> straight to you. Manchester United five, leads one. <laughs> Uh, the
2: mood is about to change a lot, you guys. Uh, you had your little uh, rant about uh, Arsenal. Rant, Who calls rant. It on rant, rant. About <laughs> <Rant>? Arsenal. <laughs> rant? <laughs> rant. Oh, is that What is that? garage? whatever. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, you had you had your little rant about Arsenal, um, and you you guys were very disappointed this weekend. I, for one, was not disappointed at all in the slightest. Manchester United hosting Leeds uh, it's a fairly big rivalry um, and what happened we absolutely smashed them out of the park. Again last season we smashed them at Old Trafford and this season we smashed them at Old Trafford. Bruno Fernandes got himself a hat-trick on the opening day brilliant. Pogba Four assists from the five goals. Four assists. Is it his season this season? Maybe. I don't know. I have so much hope. Four assists on the opening on the opening day, or the opening game. Can't ask for much more. Uh, Greenwood looked brilliant. Even Fred scored, and that that's the one that I need to hold most high. Fred, he's sometimes. I hate him so much, and I just want to. Just why is he playing? And then he scores.
0: Don't lie, you've always loved Fred. (laughs) 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 Oh God! Trust me, Ashley. (laughs) Um, I watched the Europa League final with him. He's not the biggest fan of him. Trust. I I do not like Fred. There's (laughs) always something deep down in you that will always love Fred, no matter what he
2: does. Honestly, I I think now it's sort of like an ambition of mine to go to Old Trafford and watch Fred score. Like, just to say that I saw Fred score Because it's just amazing Just everything about the game was amazing Luke Hayling scored a very, very good goal I can't, like, there was nothing we could have done about that Um, Obviously, fair play It's a good goal But we came back straight away They scored a couple minutes later Pogba what a pass straight through for Greenwood and he gave the keeper no chance Greenwood just doing Greenwood type finishes and a lot of people were worried about how he would be this season with Sancho coming in where was he going to play um obviously playing up front always puts a couple of questions I guess um because is his more natural position on the right um but I thought it was brilliant um, Just so so many Positives to take from this game And uh, I have to say it You mentioned Ben White I have to mention my My new centre back love Raphael Varane Was confirmed before the game He was confirmed officially He has the number 19 Which is my lucky number as well Which is just amazing uh, So happy So happy to see him um, the fans were amazing just everything was great and I have so so much more hope for this season Um more hope than I had before I'm not gonna say we're gonna win the league but I know if we keep performing like that that we will challenge and we will be a big threat and to make it even better Sancho got some minute some minutes in um, and he looked he looked decent I I have no complaints at all, like, at all, um, and yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this season, hopefully Varane will play in the next game, he should play in the next game, but Lindelof looked good as well, oh, just everything, everything was so good. <laughs> Um, I'm
0: so jealous. I'm so ge- like it. Just feels yeah. like everyone's so happy for the Premier League to be back, and we're sitting <laughs> there just like. J- j- Can it be <laughs> over already? Just absolutely dreading the next two weeks of it. It's, oh God. Um, well, uh, yeah, what a win for Manchester United. Um, there was obviously a lot more uh, other Saturday fixtures, but I think we're gonna move sh- uh, straight onto Sunday. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, lads, but straight onto the Tottenham-Man City game. Obviously Tottenham yeah. came out 1-0 winners in the end uh, uh, at the Tottenham, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, Harry Kane was not in the line-up. Son led the line. Uh, yeah, And he got like, the goal. Uh, yeah, and got the goal. So, yeah, a, a brilliant win uh, for them. Uh, Isaac, i come to you.
1: Don't I mean, I've got to say, yesterday it was... I don't know if people are going to be aware of this. Yesterday was my 19th birthday and i said before um early on in the day if tottenham win uh, i'm going to take that as proof there isn't a god so let's just say i've turned to atheism after that because i'm disappointed in man city um i mean oh, i mean i see the lineup kane's not in the squad and instantly i'm like yes he's signing his contract in the boardroom as we speak lovely you know son up front city can deal with it and then i see they're starting ake at centre back i'm like and mendy and i'm thinking okay this it could be a bit nasty and Jack Grealish he was alright Tanganga had Grealish and Sterling on absolute toast um, they were appalling City I mean City need Kane more than Spurs because I feel like Son can fill in at striker and City don't that false nine really is has been found out now they they just struggle and I don't trust Jesus to start for Man City up front consistently they just look poor they were just really poor. Obviously, it will change. They'll be better next week, probably. Um, I think they've got Norwich next week, so yeah, they will probably put five past them. But like, it, it's a bad sign against another big six club to just kind of like that. and also they've played. They have. They've lost every game they have played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Like, what the hell? How are you? <laughs> like, you're Man City. Like, how? How the hell does that happen? Like, it's just weird. Like, Tottenham haven't been that good since they got into the new stadium they were better beforehand (laughs) before they moved and they keep beating them there it's ridiculous but yeah I mean Tottenham did deserve the win they were better they were up for it I think (laughs) what we found out this week is the return of fans has really made a difference because you didn't almost every win was a home win apart from Liverpool uh, and West Ham and the Liverpool one you can kind of expect because it's a real mismatch between Norwich and Liverpool but Norwich still put up a good fight I thought in the first half And Newcastle West Ham is just down to the fact that Newcastle didn't really do anything in the transfer window apart from sign Joe Willock and West Ham are just better than them. (laughs) But besides that, it was just home wins and I think fans, I think we're going to see that for the next few weeks. And not going to lie, that's the only reason why I'm hoping, in typical Arsenal fashion, we go from losing to Brentford to somehow beating Chelsea. Because that is the only way in hell it's going to happen. I just want next week to see Lukaku somehow have a bad game on his second debut. Because like, if not, I'm about six seats away from the Chelsea end. So, I might die on the weekend. So, you know, prepare like an RIP photo here. like, um, But yeah. You know who
0: we need for the uh, for the Chelsea match? We need Laurent Koscielny. Back oh. the Just sign him back, honestly. It, Lukaku's come out and said that he's the hardest defender he's come up against in the Premier League. Or one of them,
1: anyway. So, I mean, l- last time I saw us play Chelsea in the league, he scored. He scored so, um, And we won 2-0. Yeah, yeah, that was a lovely game. But um, the way he left, I'm not too fan of him. I don't want to talk about Laurent Koscielny. He's, he's in the past. We might as well talk about Tony Adams. But, like, um, yeah. With... Yeah, we talked about Tottenham City. Tottenham were good. City were bad. You know, like, that's pretty much it. City were just... They played a lot like Arsenal in that they had so much of the ball and they just didn't know what to do with it. Like, they just... Spain. It's like Spain in the group stage of the Euros were like that as well. I just saw them pass it around the box and go, does anyone want to shoot? Like, we're bad, but like, City, come on. You've got Jack Grealish. Why are you passing it around the box? Like... I mean, in reference to um, Q Wizzy, who I take a lot of my football philosophy from, uh, it was just walk football. You know, it was just you, just going around the box, nothing's happening. Um, pathetic. Um, yeah, City, just. That was the most expensive lineup in football history. And you, not only did you lose, but you didn't score. Like, come off it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving it there. You guys can add something. Is Jack Grealish a flop? It's one game. After one, ga- one you game. You can't
2: say after one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but.
0: It's, it's, it's just nice to add, really. Um, yeah, that is a, a ridiculous line-up, considering they didn't score. No, that, That's mental. Um, the funny thing is about uh, Gabriel Jesus, he's the backup up striker in a team that doesn't have a striker.
2: <laughs> it's so... It's just... I don't think we should take anything away from Spurs here. But City were appalling. I think
1: I think there's one takeaway from the Tottenham game. I mean, we don't we, we can't take anything away from Son because we knew before the game that Son was a baller. Oh yeah. look, Son scored a goal. Oh, oh look, the sky's blue. You know, Ooh, Son's a good player. We all mm-hmm. know that. Um, Huiberg did his job. He's not you know the most tech. I think he, he's a good functional midfielder. Um, Mora was surprising. He'll probably have an awful game next week. I think he's a very inconsistent footballer. The one takeaway for me is Tanganga. I thought he was phenomenal but he's not I don't think he'll start week in week out because he worked into that in in yesterday's game because he wasn't really playing as a you know running down the line fullback he was a, it was more like a flat four um maybe not with Reggion but definitely with Tanganga, he was kind of sitting it almost changed into a back 3 when they were in possession because he is also also can play center back so I'd expect maybe when they play Doherty in other matches they'll maybe be a bit more found out as they want to be a bit more attacking but but for now it worked against City you know he's not going to start away at Norwich is he at right back because they'll want a bottom forward but for the most I thought he was quite good and I'd expect Gareth Southgate's maybe looking at him going that's not a bad idea but then again you know we've got enough right backs as it is you know and if we want a defensive yeah. right back Aaron Rambasaka is literally right there but um yeah City awful Tottenham good um there's one game which I'd like to talk about a bit because it absolutely ruined my accumulator and I'm ab- and I'm fuming at Dean Smith. What an absolute bottle job, okay? <laughs> Watford against Aston Villa, right? I had an accumulator before the game started. I had one including Arsenal and I wanted to be pessimistic but even I wasn't pessimistic enough. I put us to draw and we lost. So I was like, oh God, there's 50p down the drain. So I, re- I restarted my accumulator on Friday night. And obviously, I had United to win, I had Chelsea to win, I had Brighton to win. Everything on Saturday was bang on. Then, then, you have one, <laughs> one game, which to me was the second most dead on three o'clock kickoff. For me, it was Chelsea win, Villa win. Those are the two most sure games I was on. And Aston Villa, considering how big, bigged up they were, were absolutely appalling. Um, I mean, they conceded three to newly promoted Watford, who now look all right. I really liked seeing Vicarage Road back in the Prem. They were good. Dennis got a goal in his debut. Good Nigerian striker. Esmer got a bit lucky with his second goal deflecting over Martinez. And uh, um, third goal came from, what is it, Hernandez, a guy who they've loaned out a billion times, finally scoring for Watford. He looks decent. And yeah, the, on- the only thing that made me happy about that game is that they got a penalty in the last minute, so Ing's got points for my fantasy team, you know? They were just a bit... It was a very wet, kind of flabby performance. There was no... They just... Watford rolled them over. And that's ridiculous, because Watford... Most people have looked at their squad and gone, ooh, they're eschewing to get relegated. And people have looked at Villa's squad and gone, "Oh, they might get sixth. And do you know what? The way that looks, you wouldn't have known which side was which. You would have assumed it was the other way round. But yeah. Aston Villa... Get get. Oh, I was about to swear um, <clears throat> get your stuff together because like what is that performance Leon Bailey came on and got an assist nice but for me that was just really really pathetic and you'd hope they push on next week and do a bit better against Newcastle I think they're playing <clears throat> but yeah you'd hope they're doing a bit better soon
2: Did Ashley Young play more in a wide midfield role rather than defensive? Because I'm pretty sure he did. He started wide
1: on the wing and then at half time, because he was having that bad a game against Ismail Assar, they subbed off target. And I think they put, um, at half time, Ashley yeah. Young back into a fullback role, which I guess oh. is the main use for him because he's versatile. But the thing is, yeah. Ashley Young at his
2: age, I don't think. Yeah, and then putting him up yeah. against Ismail Assar, of all players. He's
1: not quite going to cut
2: it. And also, thing is, I think yeah.
1: when you go with age on the ball that's not going to change you're still going to be as good a passer or even better you're still going to in terms of taking a shot you'll be that the finishing and passing that kind of stays with you that skill stays with you but as you go it's your fitness and your pace which disappears and Ashley Young on the wing in the Premier League I think that's why United never stopped playing him on the wing because his pace was gone um, so I don't know yeah. how good a job he's going to do for Aston Villa this year but yeah that's my take but the Aston Villa were just really surprisingly awful you know John McGinn scored a good goal though. good goal really good goal but it was like the 80th minute I was like what's the point you know at that point I was screaming at the TV just get another three get another three and then suddenly <laughs> I'm going to cash out because you know what every fixture went my way apart from Villa and Tottenham the final game of the si- game of the weekend so if I had got to the Tottenham game they would have been offering me money because City odds on. They would have been offering me about a hundred quid, and I'd have gone, "Yeah, cheers, gone." You know, and that would have made a great birthday present. But no, no, no. They had to just fail to give the ball into Danny Ings. The service was absolutely shocking. You know, they had to sub on Jacob Ramsey at half-time, who looked a bit better, but you know, he's he's not a shoe for their starting lineup. But yeah, Aston Villa, just come on, like you should be better than this. I know they. I know people are saying maybe losing Grealish was that big a deal. I don't think it was, because most of that team was there. Danny uh, Tyrone Mings got ripped to shreds, you know. They were just a bit... They were just awful. Yeah. Can we also talk about,
0: um, obviously, moving away from the the Villa Watford game, um, Chelsea? Because yeah. they've gone and won 3-0. I mean, I, I think a lot of people predict them to win anyway, but they've won 3-0 very comfortably, and they didn't even have Lukaku in their team yet. Um See, so, yeah, I just want to talk about that. Also but also on that game as well, did you see Marcus Alonso's free kick? Ooh. What a goal. What a goal. I'm not sure if that's goal I'm not sure if that's goal of the week. I'm, i was thinking earlier of what's goal of the week, but it's between Marcus Alonso and John McGinn and maybe Fernandez's volley. That that is uh, oh. when it came over.
2: Yeah, there were so many good goals to be fair. Luke haling For the first weekend, some really good goals.
0: There were some like thirty four goals in the whole weekend, which is mental. Um but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure whose is the best. Probably, I I'm gonna go John again. I like that. It was really, it was
1: really it's nice a really nice half. I do like, I do have a thing for half ollies. I'll be honest. He he got really good connection on the ball, but because Villa bottled up my accumulator, I'm immediately ruling him out. Um, I thought Fernandez's <laughs> third goal was just so yeah. satisfying. The way he shot first time. Perfect, he got just the right connection on the ball, and the way it's just gone just under the roof of the net, it was just perfect. And the comment it's one of those moments where you know it's gonna, there's going to be a goal. Because the commentator, as soon as the ball's in his direction, goes, This for the hat trick, you know, they just know he's going to let it go, it's going to go top Mm -hmm. corner. What a finish at the near post! Yeah, I think that was an absolute astonishing strike.
2: I 100% agree. Of course 100%. you do. <laughs> like, of course I'm going to agree. I'm not, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> let Sergio Canos just... get goal of the week, am I? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was quite a nice. Guy that I think I could have done a lot <clears throat> better with that. It's,
2: it's just... I oh, I, my mind is set on United right now because I'm so just happy with how we played that I can't see past Fernandez. And considering before... um. Not before last season, before the season before, we were struggling to score hat tricks. Like, no one had scored hat tricks for years since, like, Van Persie. Yeah, it was Van Persie. In, in that against game. Against Villa. Against Villa. No one scored a hat trick until Martial did. But <clears throat> Fernandez, first game of the season, he is on it. And yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I shouldn't talk about United this much um, in the episode because we have more stuff to talk about. But. We were so good. We were so so good.
0: No, you're allowed to talk about United because when Arsenal roll over Chelsea next week, me and Isaac will be talking about. Exactly.
1: It. When Ben White pockets <laughs> Lukaku at the Emirates, we can. We'll go mental. <laughs> but, <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah. I think we can. We we've talked about all the kind of key fixtures that really shocked us, you know. But um, I think we can move on to something. The big transfer story, which kind of, is, you know not going to take away from the headlines until uh, the transfer window's over, which is Harry Kane, because obviously he wasn't in the Tottenham squad. Um, it was interesting to see Nuno Espirito Santo interviewed about his availability at the end of the game, going, so how's his fitness? And he was just like, yeah. And the way the way he talked, I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not the best body reader. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not, it, this isn't my profession. But the way he answered that question... Just made me feel like he was just like, Yeah, he's ready, you know, he'll be he'll play when he can play. And I was just like, That just yells, I can't say anything until Levy lets him go. Um, I, I think I feel like it's gonna happen now.
2: Did you not see the news that he's staying for another season?
1: Where
2: I'm pretty sure I saw that he's staying for another season from where Twitter on Sky Sports.
1: Hi everyone, this is Isaac interrupting the podcast as I'm editing it. Um, It was at this point in the podcast that we realised we had different ideas on what was actually going on in the Kane situation, so we all decided to kind of stop recording and go and actually research it a little bit more. Um, We didn't really... (laughs) Um, find too much, it's all very contradictory, there's a lot of different stuff going on, it's very 50-50, so yeah, Um, we kind of just went on Google for about five minutes, but yeah, that'll explain the sudden cut here, so uh, yeah, I'm just going to jump you back to Ashley now, yeah.
0: Uh, Welcome back, we had to do a quick um, check on Google, Sky Sports uh, and that lot to just make sure what is actually happening with Harry Kane and basically it's inconclusive, no one has any idea what he's doing so basically it's up to us to decide what we think, uh, what's going to happen obviously we spoke about Harry Kane last week Uh, me and Isaac had uh, quite a long debate about that um, and whether what we think he was doing was right or not but uh, this week I think it's more about whether we actually think he will go um, now I'm going to start it off. I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think it's going to go over the line. Uh, I'm going to stick with kind of what I said last week in the fact that Levy doesn't actually have to do anything, it, regardless of a gentleman's agreement they had. If it's not on the contract, like it wasn't Jack Grealish's, uh, I really don't think Tottenham are going to are going to sell Harry Kane. Uh, but yeah, and also, but just to quickly add, fair play to spirit Espirito Santo. You know, he's he's actually really good at beating Man City. I mean. <laughs>
1: At the same time, he beat he beat them with Wolves as well. So you know, uh, does does that mean he's also going to finish thirteenth with Tottenham this season? Um, but um, you wish. Hopefully, oh, <laughs> you'd pray, wouldn't you? That'd be brilliant. But um, I, I I don't think we should judge him just yet. Just recent shouldn't judge the Watford manager because before the season started he was the favourite to be sacked now he's beaten Villa and go, people are going oh Watford might be good as much as I like Watford and I want them to do well because I like Vicarage I like their fans I like their club you know he's still probably favourite to go down, to get relegated for, uh, no, not relegated sacked first god my language is going all over the place but um, same with Nuno you know I'd say give it time I think we'll know the thing is I predicted Arsenal to finish where they were not because of signings but because of our lack of Europe and that's not going to make a difference on the first day of the season I think judge where teams are in around November or early December because there you'll probably see before the Christmas fixture list punches everyone you know and that hits all the clubs hard by then I think we'll have a rough idea of where clubs are going to go because you know (coughs) even when Arsenal were doing well we would lose to Stoke away every year so maybe that's just Brentford (coughs) Um, I mean that's what I'm hoping for at the end of the day, Arsenal are still missing Gabriel Magalhaes, who I think is our ideal partner to Ben White. That might help us. Because Pablo Moura, at the end of the day, is... Yeah. So, yeah, I think we should judge where most teams and most managers are in around november time. Because by then, a manager will probably have been given the sack anyway. <laughs> Arteta. Um, trust me, Jordan. Do you wa- do you- Jordan, you're so... Jordan, <laughs> Jordan. So even if I hated Arteta, you do realise our board... Don't like spending money. Sacking Arteta costs money.
2: Yeah, if, but if they could get, you know, if they could send I've, I've Arteta out on loan. In, in maybe they
1: do that. You know,
2: um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we like, so yeah, send him out on loan? Get give Murata the job. Joe, you know what? That that's what will happen. If we sack Arteta, make a uh, permanent will become our manager. That's probably what will happen. Um, Oh yeah, hundred percent. One hundred. You can see it already.
2: But we we've moved away from Kane. We have moved away from Kane. Yeah, because really we don't quickly. know.
1: We don't know what's happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, but.
0: All right, but if you could put down, if you could put down like
1: a, a yes or no. I'd really say. Good.
0: I'm going no. I don't mean it's going.
1: I'd say. Oh, because it's really hard. Because I, I've looked at things they've done before. For example, when um, Chelsea really wanted to sign Luka Modric, and they put in a really good bid. Levy said no, kept him for a year when he didn't want to play for them, and then took a lesser offer and sold him to Real Madrid. Um, yeah, but he and doesn't I think want
0: to go to a rival, like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: It's the fact that they're an English club. If they were a foreign club and they put in the exact same offer, I think Kane would be there already. But at the end of the day, I can't yeah. see anyone else signing him. I can't see anyone. I don't think he wants to leave the league, but I don't think he doesn't want to stay at Tottenham either. Um, uh, I'm going to put I'm, I'm going to go on the line and I'm going to say he's going to leave because I, I just in football I mm. really hate the idea of keeping players who don't want to stay there because I just it's even even if they don't kick up a fuss and stay it's still negative them being there because players know this guy's betrayed you and you in the back and wants to leave you know training I've got when Sanchez stayed when we all knew he wanted to leave and go City it felt he got booed in his first game back and I thought, rightfully so, because you've put your neck on the line to leave the club, and it's not worked out. Why are you getting game time? Um, you I should be. I mean, I don't want to reference FIFA, but in the journey, uh, <laughs> in the second, <laughs> ev- in the second journey, in the journey two, he tries to push remove, It's not working out because the agents are dodgy, and then he suddenly wants to stay at the club, and they go, right, we're either gonna, tra- we're either gonna keep you and put you in the under 23s for a season or we're going to sell you to like any offers we get from any club we don't care where you go those are the offers and that's the way i think you should deal with players that want to leave if they're giving you a toxic atmosphere let them go <clears throat> but levy is a man a man who likes to be a bit stingy and keep his money and um, he's a very shrewd businessman so yeah, I think some of the blame is on Kane. I wouldn't blame Kane. I'd more blame his agent. The fact that Kane is the player he is, and his brother's his agent, is a bit pathetic. Imagine if he had Mino Raiola, he'd be gone. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 going all in on Kane leaving.
2: I think that Kane will stay this season and leave next season. Um, I I don't think it should happen but I think it will and I think it will be sort of like the Sanchez situation where they st- he stays even though he shouldn't really um, and yeah that's how it's was going to go but um, Sky Sports had this conversation before Harry Kane seen as a saint but Pogba hasn't done anything and said anything said he wants to leave or anything and he's seen as a villain um, and he's seen as the the bad guy that wants to leave. I don't understand. I'm in agreement in the fact that I don't understand why. Obviously, the conversation we're having now isn't about Pogba, but uh, and it's about Kane. But I I don't know what you guys think of it. Um, why is Harry Kane, who clearly wants to leave, still being seen as the the guy? The good guy, I guess.
1: He's not the good guy at all. It's, if you look at it, it's because of the media, it's because of Tottenham's reputation in the media. Tottenham, I don't want to have a go at Tottenham, but in the media they are, let's just say, a bit of a stock, and people know they aren't the biggest club. So when someone wants to leave, we go, yeah, leave, you should. But because United are represented as you know, I hate the media reputation of United because they are basically God's gift to man in the media. When someone tries to leave, they go, "Why would you want to leave?" But when you look at Pogba's situation, you go, "I know why he wants to leave," because the media treats him like absolute crap. I mean, you saw Um Sunis um, talking yesterday—absolute rubbish. Um, they asked him, "Oh, um, who was your standout of the United game?" He went, "Greenwood." And they said, why not Pogba? Greenwood. He got four assists. And he went, well, he's a 100 mil man. I'm like, Greenwich is a 100 mil man. He was absolutely shocking. <laughs> like, what are you not saying there? Paul Pogba was fantastic. When players are good, you give them praise. And also, he said Greenwood. He, he, he didn't say Pogba or Fernandez. I'm like, what is... <laughs> how is he a pundit? Alex got over him every day of the week. What's going on?
2: He annoys me. He's He annoys me so, so, so much.
1: Scottish <laughs> go fraud. Scottish fraud. He's like the anti-Roy Keane in that he's aggressive, <laughs> but in all, but for all the wrong reasons. Like Roy Keane, we love him. Yeah, he exactly says the op- he says the obvious st- stuff and goes harsh, like it's two yards, Gary. Whereas Soonis just has an agenda against Man United because he played for Liverpool, and he, and then you see the videos of him criticising tackles and challenges and red cards. I'm like, have you seen you when you were playing? You t- stud people in the balls and not get a yellow back in your day, like. God! What a despicable pundit! Oh, God! Oh! <laughs> oh it's really fun Oh, Jesus seeing Jordan Christ. absolutely lose his composure there. Hello! Someone's not getting a job in media. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He wants I'm to be sorry. on TV, and he can't. And he can't stop laughing. Wow! Ah, <sighs> oh, shame.
2: No, nah, that was the the moment of the episode for me. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> fine. Okay, so. Uh, If you're still listening, hopefully you are, you've reached uh, the last section of the episode uh, and we're just going to preview next week's pictures really. So game week two of the new season, uh, we're going to start, well, we're going to predict uh, the winners and the losers. So we're going to start with Liverpool versus Burnley, 12.30 kickoff Saturday. Jordan, who do you think's got that?
2: Quite easy really. I think Liverpool's got it. Nice and easy for them. Mm hmm
1: Liverpool for me if you look at my finance team I'm I'm captaining Salah and I'm keeping Smikas in my team I don't know what that tells you about it but I'm expecting another 3-0 maybe a 4 it's their first game back at Anfield with a full crowd so if they don't keep a clean sheet and absolutely batter Burnley (coughs) I'd be shocked I mean sure they lost 1-0 last season but it was 2020 you know that was last season stuff was weird you know with all Covid we're back to normal now yeah Liverpool absolutely fresh in Burnley uh, that's the easy prediction
0: for those exact reasons, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: going for Liverpool.
0: Mm. Um, up next, Aston Villa-Newcastle. I think this is a little bit harder to predict. Ooh. I'm going to go to Isaac first this time. Well, I'm
1: a bit biased because obviously I had a rant about Aston Villa about 10 minutes ago because they ruined my bet. Uh, but the issue is, now I'm going to do my bet, but I'm going to be conflicted because I'm like, they ruined it last week, but Newcastle are also crap. So I'm kind of stuck in a stalemate. Um, <clears> ooh, I think as Villa are at home. It'd be a massive win for New Cause cars, Villa are at home. It'd be, it'd Joe Willock. Joe Willock will probably make his debut, his proper permanent signing debut, his second debut on the weekend. So that'll be, you know, a big thing. But I'm gonna go Aston Villa. I think. I think it's if you can't figure <clears> it out, I think you should go for the home fixtures more, more for the early part because people are adapting to having fans back. So yeah, I'd go for Villa home win.
0: See, I disagree. I think sometimes you've got to go with a gut feeling. Um, just like my uh, my Premier League uh, table when I predicted it, uh, just like that looked like. Um, I'm going for Newcastle because I think they've got a bit of a spring in their step at the moment. And uh, as you put, it, Joe Willock uh, getting his debut. I think, um, I, yeah. I mean, they're only going to play even better than they did against West Ham. And to be fair, you know, West Ham did play well. But going forward, I think Newcastle looked quite good. And considering how defensively shocking Aston Villa were. I'm gonna go Newcastle.
2: I actually disagree with both of you. I think it's gonna be a draw. I uh, think it's, it's gonna be a draw, possible. And I think it's gonna be quite a boring game. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the draw.
1: Oh, you safe safe. So
0: safe. <laughs> Alright, okay, so none of us <coughs> could agree on one for Aston Villa Newcastle. Um so Crystal Palace, Brentford, I think this is another hard one. Yeah. Um I'm going to go to one of you, Jordan. You go because I need to think about my answer. I
2: I don't think it's as hard as um, it seems. I think I stated my opinion on Palace last week. Really, uh, leading into the season, I don't think they're going to do that great, and I think Brentford are going to be up for it again. Um, so I'm going to go with a Brentford win.
1: Mm. For me, it's really hard to judge Vieira because he played Chelsea in his first game. You know, it's not. It's not exactly the the, fair, the yeah, easiest start. Course. You can't judge them for losing three 0 to, Pal- to <clears> Chelsea because <throat> no, 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 that's no. what you expect Palace to do on the best of times. You know, no matter how good their squad is, you'd, just, you'd expect Chelsea to beat them, and they did. Um, I do like their signings, Palace. I don't. I, I am optimistic about Vieira, and it's kind of hard to see were Brentford that good or Arsenal that awful because that's always the debate when when teams you know when teams beat each other and. I'd, the one thing I think is there will be goals I think Ivan Toney will score oh, I'm edging a draw or, or a Brentford win I think I don't want to do it to my boy Patrick Vieira but I think it's got to be done I'm going to say Brentford win something like 3-1 I think there is goals in this game
0: I am I'm not too sure because obviously <coughs> you know Palace are at, at home at Sellers Park um, they've got the they've got the fans behind them I don't know if I want to go Brentford just because I want to see Ivan Toney do well because he's in my fantasy team, yeah. uh, and I just quite like him. I'm going to go with Brentford because you know I predict them twelfth. I think I should back them throughout the season, especially in games like this. I'm going to
1: go with Brentford. Yeah, you kind of need them to pick up points to justify your, just justify yeah. where you have put them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was yeah. So we're all agreed. Brentford, Brentford win. Ooh. Yeah, all right. Uh, Leeds, Everton. Ooh, this is a feisty one. First game at Allen Road uh, with a, with a full stadium. Everton obviously beat Southampton but Southampton weren't you know that expected to do well this season Adam Armstrong looked a bit okay but Everton's transfer window has been a bit questionable very Leeds were disappointing against United I thought they didn't play like themselves they didn't press to the intensity that I expect them to and they let United off and let them play them you'd maybe hope with their first proper home game with fans Leeds get back to the way they are I can see this one being a draw I think because I think
0: yeah, yeah, I'm, Dominic I'm
1: as well is at it but yeah this is I think this could be a nil-nil you know Leeds had a, lot, a few nil-nils at home last season I think this could be a nil-nil
2: yeah I'm going to go with the draw as well I think I can't see either side winning to be honest uh, so a boring draw again
0: alright ok Manchester <clears> City versus Norwich
2: Man City, easy.
1: Okay, do you want to move on?
2: Yeah, that that's the easiest one for the I'm for the day. Go not
0: now, yeah, <laughs> Manchester City. Uh, and the five thirty kickoff, uh,
1: Brighton versus Watford. A little bit harder. Tough farther. one. That's a good game. I think this is a tough one. That's, considering how they both played on the first week. I like that. Brighton's first home game, obviously. Um, do am yeah. I biased towards? Um, obviously, I'm from Hertfordshire. Do I go to the club? near where I live I'll go to the club where I'm going to be living for the, for uni um, <laughs> uh, thing is I do like Graham Potter I do rate him a little bit oh, do you know what I'm, I'm going to go there. Watford I'm going Watford
2: yeah I was going to say I'm going Watford as well I think Watford I, we mentioned it for your prediction actually with Brentford 12th I need Watford to pick up some points because I got him like 14th I think um, I've got them twentieth. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Watford win.
1: Yeah,
0: see, I don't know. Mm. See, I mean, if you, I'm judging it off who played well in the first game, and I think you know Watford did play. Watford that. played
1: very well. Uh,
0: but they're, they're they're at the Amex. I don't know. It's at the Amex. Uh, I'm going to go Brighton just to stir things up and to help my prediction. There you go. <laughs> He's
1: biased. He's from Brighton. He's biased
0: oh yeah um, my dad sports
1: crystal palace I don't know about that
2: Whoa, <laughs> so, what
0: <laughs> that
1: is a bit that is a conflict of interest there <laughs> but I'm um, you know I'm
0: an Arsenal fan so I I don't care about it <coughs> yeah. alright so Southampton versus Manchester United um, Southampton at home
2: don't don't act like it's going to be anything yeah. other than I'm just that hoping of Adam Armstrong United
1: scores because he's in my fantasy team <laughs> um, I think I think United will win I don't think you'll play as well as you did against Leeds mm. I think you know I think the home factor will I'd expect Southampton to probably take the lead in this game I think but it's it's one of those games where I can see United just yeah scoring three probably you're not going to you're not going to yeah. score five every week but yeah you'll edge past them
2: oh no no yeah I think it'll be nice and easy United United win
1: no, I yeah, I will
0: agree. Manly United win in that one. Um, Wolves versus Spurs. Mourinho's Centre is. Back. I mean,
1: Wolves. I didn't think they'd be that good, and when they played Leicester, they obviously lost. If you've seen the goal, it, it's an amazing goal by by Vardy. It's absolutely perfect volley. But, but like, mm-hmm. let
0: we just talk about that because Vardy. It just has something about him. He just has the most unique finishes, like all the time. Yeah. First time and that, volley. That's a perfect just example of it
1: ridiculous, but Wolves, if you've seen the chance they had with Adama Traore at nil-nil, they went full on goal, and he put it wide, and you're thinking, you know, if you put us that in, you know, there's not much between the sides. You know, Wolves were still pushing for an equaliser late on, it was only one goal. Wolves didn't disappoint to the extent I thought. Jimenez is obviously still kind of trying to get back to it. Um, I think the, the issue is we don't really know how Tottenham are going to do against sides they're expected to beat this season. Like, Because, you know, the pressure's on them to beat uh, Wolves at Molyneux next weekend. Um, It would be safe to predict a win for Tottenham. I'm going to say it's a draw. I think Tottenham will struggle to break Wolves down in the same way they played Man City. Because Man City are on a very attacking side. I think Wolves will know what Tottenham will try and do and they'll defend a little bit more. And I think, because Kane, I don't think will be available... Uh, even if he is staying, I don't think he's ready for that game. So I- I'd go for a draw.
0: I think I'm going to go with um, a Spurs win, uh, just because you know. I mean, it's a complete. Yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be a new team under their new manager. But Nino Espirito Santo he knows their strengths and their weaknesses. I think uh, he- he'll be able to do. he I be able to do everything. Spurs will win that one. Yeah, I'm
2: going to agree. <laughs> uh, I think Spurs will win it, uh, and I think they'll win it fairly comfortably as well. Uh, like two 0 it's pretty simple for them, really. Right, so... Uh, <laughs>
0: Arsenal versus Chelsea on Sunday. Well, uh, well, Jordan, you well. can go first. No, no, we'll start with Jordan. We'll start with the outside <laughs> Arsenal. I wonder what he thinks uh, will happen.
2: <laughs> Chelsea are going to absolutely <laughs> obliterate Arsenal. All right,
0: that's the end of your one. Uh, well... Um, no, let me, just say, <laughs>
2: uh, let me just say... Let me just say... Let me just say... No, I... I do think you'll play better, but I think Chelsea are too strong. Not better than Chelsea. I think you'll play better than you played against Brentford. But it's Chelsea, and they're going to win like 4-0. Enjoy watching that, Isaac.
1: Well, I'll have a good day out because I've already seen us lose to Chelsea this summer as I went in (laughs) pre-season, so I'll be well used to it by now. Um, I've seen Chelsea, I think, more than any other big six side at the Emirates other than Arsenal obviously because I see them every time but um yeah I've seen her in the league I've seen us draw lose and win so depends on what I'm going to see this time um it would be very typical Arsenal to just beat Chelsea now (laughs) it would be very typical and the fact that I'm going there because I'm paying money well I'm not my dad is but you know he's paid a lot of money to get us there um I'm gonna say for no logical reason at all. I'm gonna say by some absolute miracle, no. Arsenal win.
2: No, <laughs> no.
1: And I'm
0: going Arsenal to Chelsea now. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Question. This <laughs> oh oh sorry, my god! Sorry, Jordan. I'm
1: going to that game. I can't predict a loss and then justify paying money to go. I can't do that. <laughs> oh I can't. no.
0: And. Finally, West Ham Leicester on Monday night.
1: Monday night kick. Ooh, oh, Monday night football's back. Oh, just things like this is why i have happy. <laughs> Monday night football. Oh I'd <coughs> say the thing is both sides looked all right. West Ham are at home. I'm gonna go West Ham for that one. Time win.
2: I'm gonna go Leicester. Ooh. Um, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be very tight, and I I think there'll be a lot of goals in this one. Um, and I think but I just think Leicester will just about do it. Um, yeah, Leicester win.
0: I'm going to go for a draw, and I know we're not doing score predictions, but specifically a 2-2 draw. So um, A lot of goals. Yeah, pretty much. Right, so um, that's been our predictions. Uh, yeah, I, I think we did quite well, especially the Arsenal one. Yeah, um, realistic.
1: See that if that things.
2: happens, if that happens, I w- in the next episode I will publicly apologise to Mikel Arteta. I like, cannot. You're not, not beating wait. Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> you're not beating. I'm going to be
1: completely honest here. <laughs> I I'm not confident. I think we will lose, but there is that like there is still like 0.5% of hope left in me um, it will disappear after the weekend how? probably how? Uh, because no. just uh, by some miracle Saka starting will change everything um, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Gabriel will play maybe, just maybe Gabriel will play <laughs> probably not, he, he's uh, probably not bad the fans,
2: yet. the listeners can look out for you because obviously yeah. televised fixture you might appear. I'm
1: quite close to the you away end. I'm in the clock end, about four <laughs> seats away from, or five seats away from Chelsea, you, and I'm like row fifteen or something, <clears throat> like something like that. So I'll be in view. If you see a Chelsea player run <laughs> behind the goal towards the away end, you will probably see me just like depressed. So if Chelsea score, look out <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. If if you see Isaac. Um, Send, send us a message on Instagram or something. <laughs> I've only seen myself on <laughs> TV nice. once,
1: and that was ironically when we beat United 3 now. So, um, <laughs> on Match yeah. Today, great We don't talk about that,
2: though.
0: Yeah. Well, that has been uh, episode 3, of season 2, the Football in Question podcast. Um, thanks a lot for listening or Dead. watching. Um, I'm going to hand the socials over to Isaac. Yeah, Wait, sorry.
2: I was going to say there was one more thing we need to do. And Isaac is very ready for it. Oh, as yeah, he no, always I just is. Want to
0: mention, I just want to mention one more thing. Oh, okay. And just in case Isaac forgets about it. Okay, if you've listened to this episode, make sure to check out. We're, uh, we're going to put some uh, videos on YouTube and one will be talking about our, f- our fantasy league. Were you about to say it?
1: No, I mean, like, I was going to mention YouTube for sure. That, that's part of the socials, mate. Really that's one, one of, of them. YouTube but, is social media.
0: If, if you're not in our fantasy league yet, join the fantasy league anyway. Um, over to you Isaac you
1: yeah it? you know do join our fantasy league obviously it started already so you'll be a bit behind but I did win one of my leagues two seasons ago and I started on week two in that league so I feel like you can't do a job obviously the code for that is B-O-F-R-D-K <laughs> on the Premier League apps that's, that's a thing which you can do um We've got our Instagram where, you know, we'll post a lot, update you when we do uh, posts for Spotify, when the podcast is out, when YouTube videos are coming out. And we'll also ask questions every now and then about the goings on in the Premier League and football overall. Um, You've got our Twitter, which is at TFQ underscore podcast. Unlike the at TFQ podcast of the Instagram, Ashley is running the Twitter um, very similar to the Instagram in terms of what we'll give you there. Updates and uh, so on and so forth. Then we have the Facebook which is just the football in question. Um, again, pretty similar content, what you'll expect. Updates and everything like that. And then we have the YouTube. Just the football in question. You can find the link in the, our link tree on Instagram in our bio. Um, so there you'll find you know, all sorts of exclusive content. Like all our fantasy um uh, videos which we'll do every week updating you on the Fantasy Premier League we'll talk about who's on top and how each other have done, maybe what we're going to do next week I've actually got some interesting things to discuss about the first weekend and my rash decision making for week two which I've already made and I'm slightly regretting but um, yeah that's that's the socials uh, make sure to keep updated with the podcast, look out for all content on all of the platforms we're on um, I think we, I think we're done boys
2: yeah Socials, socials yeah. again. Thank you for watching. Uh, thank you all for watching. Listening.
0: Listening, yeah. Ah! <laughs>